It's Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. It's part three of three parts of this podcast from a broadcast of June 8th, 2015. Craig Harris in the studio with me. Our topic is Sun Ra, which Craig Harris obviously takes great delight in discussing. And I take great delight in listening. Really glad you're along. It's Deep Focus. Thank you. 
Things ain't gonna be like they used to be. A new horizon knocking at your door. Another kind of day that you never heard of before. Knocking at your door. Listen to new horizon. All the way, bringing forth a different kind of day, a splendid kind of day. Things ain't gonna be like they used to be.
dream house of love, dear, near to the sun in the day, near to the moon at night, we'll live in a lovely way, dear. Forever in a day Love cannot die We'll keep it that way Up among the stars you'll find A harmony life to a lovely tune
That is a live recording from the WKCR archives. I'm Mitch Goldman. We call this show Deep Focus. And Craig Harris is our guest. And we are reveling in uh, every moment of sunrise. In this case, a live recording, thanks to Radio Bremen from Bremen, West Germany. They used to call it back then. Uh, that back then being June of 1986, Sun Ra Orchestra at the Schauburg, which is a, we were talking about the different kinds of, all the venues you guys would go to in different kinds of places. It's a movie theater, an old, old movie theater. Right. And, uh, but not that night it wasn't. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah. And uh, the personnel, the personnel, um, you know, that was 86. I know Tyrone Hill was playing trombone and, uh, Vincent, Vince, I don't think it was Vincent Chance he was on that. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I didn't hear him, and he's not yeah. listed on yeah. this. No um, according to the information we have, in addition to Sun Ra, of course, playing an interesting variety of keyboards there. I think I know what he was playing, but certainly keyboards and vocals. Uh, not vocal on that last piece. We'll come back to that in a bit. But um, the reeds, the mighty, mighty reed section of Marshall Allen on alto and flute, Pat Patrick on alto, John Gilmore on tenor saxophone and clarinet, Elo Omo tenor and bass clarinet, Danny Ray Thompson baritone sax, flute and percussion, James Jackson baritone saxophone, uh, a, a mighty wall of power of woodwinds, and uh, just Tyrone Hill holding down the brass section on the other side, and uh, the rhythm section balanced out by Bruce Edwards on electric guitar. Uh, Rollo Rodford on the bass, Marvin Booglew-Smith playing the drums. Right. And the thing we were, the conversation we was having, I think that was John Gilmore singing. I'm, I'm, I mean, it sounds so much like him, but I, I just, it just sounded like his voice. And I, somebody was there, somebody was in that band, they can confirm it if you're out there. But that sounded like John Gilmore singing. And, you know, Mitch, it's been really beautiful here to talk about just sunrise this experience of my life. I know I had... Uh, we had received a call from Chris Capers, who was in the 1976 band with me. And uh, he was, you know, he said, Craig, you're being very diplomatic in the sense <laughs> that when I left the band, I, uh, I told Sunra I had two for one. And Chris said, Sunra cussed him out when he left the band. So I was laughing. I hadn't heard from Chris. Chris was fine trumpet player, you know, and he, uh, he just, we just, just good. That's the beautiful part about this show. This is somebody I hadn't heard from in a long time. And we shared a lot of good musical moments together. Uh, it was, uh, you know, you talked about keyboards. Uh, Sun Ra was, uh, it's, it's arguable, but Sun Ra was recorded as one of the first musicians to record and improvise music with an electronic instrument, uh, you know, just dating a back. Synthesizer. Uh, or an electric piano or, or Wurzler yeah, yeah. like that, you know. The first, not musician, I mean, first, quote, jazz musician to use use it in Besides acoustic piano, and it's uh, it's it's on it's on uh, it's in the in the virtual world. It's been noted that he was the recording. He he predated somebody by like about a year or something. And he was very serious about uh, electronics all his life. You know, from like all the way back to his days in Birmingham, Alabama. He was a kid, and he would he would go to the store, and he bought his first electronic instruments in like the fifties. He bought his first electronic instrument. He bought a electronic uh, keyboard in the 50s and like uh, no uh, well that would be like 51 50 because he, he arrived in Birmingham and Chicago around 53 so that was like between wow. 50 and 53 he bought a he bought 
you know, he bought these instruments. You know, John, to quote John's Wed's book, the information oh, is yeah. in spaces, the place, and then there's other articles. And they're talking to him. He had all, and he always recorded. He was, a, he was a, he was a tech geek. He was a really a geek with this technology. Talk about that because you know it's funny. I, as much as I think of him as totally futuristic, playing these electronic instruments, and and you know you can hear it in the recordings. I don't picture him like, you know, buying the. <laughs> keyboard magazine and, you know, reading the ads and going to a store and talking to the guy. I mean, I don't Maybe he did do all that stuff, but uh, I don't know. Yes, but he did. He did, did it. He, yeah. he did it. He did it. First, going back to Birmingham, Alabama, where there was a store and he was always in the store checking out the latest gear. Like he was checking out the latest and the newest gear. He had one of those wire recording things back in that oh, yeah, time. Yeah, when he, sure. Those, the wire, I don't know what it is, but he yeah, did wire. Yeah, wire recorder, they call he it. Had, yeah. He had one of those. Pre-tape, he, they, they okay. recorded onto, yeah, like a. He, that, he had that, and he was he was always into technology when I knew he, he, he always had the latest gadget. He had it. The, I remember the first time, <laughs> uh, the first Walkman. I remember he was. You said he had one of the first Walkman, and he was turning it back and turning it on. He was just fast. He always kept up with the latest technology. He loved movies. He loved. Wow. He used to. He used to hang out on Forty Second Street. Remember back in the day, Forty Second Street. He'd be in the movies all day, just watching different movies. Loves. Loves science fiction movies. Loved. Loved films. Loved science fiction films, and. Uh, he was a very much uh, astute about this technology and where it was going and how, you know, a lot of the things that we just take for granted, yeah. this, 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 the, what it now, and we call the millennials. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That they take for granted. Sunrise really, I remember Tim telling me, you know, this is going to happen one day. You know, like, he was, he's the true of that meaning of uh, impossible is temporary. Ah, impossible like is that. temporary. Impossible is temporary. I think, I think, uh, Nike used that thing, but impossible. Oh, did they? Yeah, they used that. They used that, but impossible is temporary because I love that. I feel like that's one of those that's yeah, popping yeah, out. You know, in the sense of uh, I know that he had the Moog. Who did do this? Moog? How do we pronounce his Moog, name? Moog, I think. Moog. Okay, yeah. Robert Moog. He had those two instruments. He had he had yeah. an arsenal of the Roxy chord, and he would just if it was the latest technology, he wanted to be up on it. You know, so I just I just. Look at uh, when people have like uh, going back to Herbie Hancock and then with right. Patrick Gleason. That was his name. Doc, uh, Dave, uh, remember Marwan Dishi band? I think, oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I think it was. I think his name was Patrick Gleason. Yeah. Was the key? Yeah, yeah. Was, you know, and back in those days when like they had a patch board was big as this right. wall. Right. Right. Yeah, and you had yeah, the yeah. big chords going from so and so. You know, he was he was into that. I remember he used to change the patch board on the Moog all the time. It was like, you know, it wasn't like, you know, now we just can get samples right. up, like click, click, click this, click, yeah, click, click. Technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking True. to George Lewis about that. You know, George Lewis was telling me how things are just very convenient. He had this board, and I was looking. He said, and there's another person I I saw with, with the early days of so-called electronic music. And uh, Sun Ra always... Uh, <coughs> He was into technology. He always wanted to know what was going on with technology and, and films. And and now there's this whole thing, this whole uh, study of Afrofuturism. Well, he's practically the inventor of that, right? You know, well, I mean, it was, you know... They, and they say they're, they're honest. And, and when I when I look it up, I say, okay, Sunrise, I see him. He's a very important part of the... Especially the sound part of it, the Afrofuturism. Yeah. And... Uh, Can you talk about... Do you... 
Are you? Uh, I'm just becoming more and more because for me, because for me, it's just part of the continuum. So it, it always, it was always. If people don't know what Afrofuturism, if that doesn't strike a chord for them, how would you? Maybe you could present that. Idea I, have, a I, haven't, I haven't. I haven't. I can't present it. But it's. It's always. It, you know. Look at, if you Google that. Google it up. Drary is this guy. He did. He he coded determined ninety four or something like that. But it's people like Jimi Hendrix. It's people like Sunrise. People. Uh, who were dealing with uh, this thing about uh, uh, altered destinies and space. Because it's just not Octavia Butler, Samuel Delaney. Uh, Because when we always see science fiction, we think about space as this far mystic place. And space is right here in this inter-realm, in this altered destiny, this continuum. That's what Sunrise was always talking about. Like, right next to you, Mitch, on another degree, is there's a whole other plane, the planes of reality. And he was... uh, and he would talk. He was he was an incredible lecturer. He would. He would, I remember he went to the uh, University of California, U Berkeley, UC Berkeley, and he lectured for, uh, I think, for a whole semester or something. He would just give lectures about this whole concept, which now comes into work this Afrofuturism. So I'm gonna have to do some homework on this Afrofuturism because I just saw it. I just saw it as. Uh, uh, I I don't like. You know, term terms get in the way. They still get in the way for me sure. because they just things are. It's, this is all a continuum. We are all in a ever a, an on evolving continuum. So we're gonna call it hip hop for a minute. We're gonna call it bebop for a minute. We're gonna call it trip hop. We're gonna call it rebop, doo wop. We're gonna call it something else for all these terms. But this is all part of an ongoing co- continuum of sound. You, all, all the terms, so it's just it's just sound, it's just sound, and it's life, and he and he spoke about that, and you know I talked to you about uh, the music part of it, but as a philosopher, he would we'd play for four hours, then he would just sit around and talk for about another three hours, and just hold court and just talking about, especially coming out of the out of the Kemet Egyptology, and then dealing always talking about what they're doing in space. He was very, very, with the early space movement about space and stuff. And and I'm not saying a prophet, but he kind of, everything, he kind of dealt with it. It's so easy to deal with right now. You know, the sampling, the recording, the whole, this thing like that. I really would, but you know, it doesn't happen that way. But he was, he had, he had this foresight that this is, this is, none of this stuff is really new to me in this sense mm-hmm. because I was prepped by this guy. This guy, this man, Sonoran, he just like, well, oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Because he always had a saying about uh, the impossible and, and always striving to do the impossible, you know, you know, with, and, 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 but also with study, with serious study. I mean, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, just somebody who was serious study, well read, read everything. A lot of philosophies going back to his uh, his days in Chicago at this park. I think it was either Washington Park or Franklin Park, one of those parks. I think of Washington because I'm not from Chicago, where they uh, they would just congregate and have discourse about uh, philosophy and life and things like this. And uh, I he, lo- he had a great uh, gift for speaking in this way these things that he would say that sounded like spontaneous things that he was saying but they seemed like aphorisms almost like you'd heard them before like they were just had this I I, I just remember I didn't spend as much time with him as you did but 
I can remember so many things that he said, like, uh, well, we don't have a Justice Department. We have an injustice department. If we had a justice department, they would spend as much time rewarding the just as punishing the unjust. Yeah. You know, things like that are just, they just sounded like right. they, something you read on a wall somewhere or something. Mm-hmm. And it's just uh, a great gift. Right. Me, yeah. And his books, he had book. He had two books of poetry called oh, yeah. Immeasurable Equation. Yeah, the two yeah, books, yeah. the uh, two books of Measurable Equation. And uh, he, uh, we're talking more about his philosophical sides of him and, and well-rooted. Next time, because you know what? Three hours is it's just gone. about up. Woo. I'm Mitch Goldman. I'm here with Craig Harris. We call the show Deep Focus, and now you know why. Craig, you know, this. you've been on this uh, magnificent space mission of your own through the through the spaceways, traveling the spaceways through these space decades. Planet to planet. And remember to check out our series. Yes. Contact about our series. We're getting ready to take off here right Tomorrow now. Tomorrow and every Tuesday at noon at Rendell Memorial Presbyterian Church. This is at 59 West 137th Street in Harlem. Very easy to get to and top-notch musicians. Tuesday at noon at 137th and 137th Lennox. Yes. And... Uh, Keep an eye out for Craig Harris. You can find out more about him at Craig S. Harris, C-R-A-I-G-S-H-A-R-R-I-S, CraigSHarris.com. Uh, you can get more information about uh, the series at WelcomeToHarlem.com. Right. And... Uh, you know, you, we, we, you know we, we have to do part two now. Oh, man. It's, 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 <laughs> We're it's, just it's, getting started. And get some of his people up here. Get some of these people. We got, because he's Afrofuturism. Afrofuturism. I got one more thing I want to blast, and I, I can't believe that I'm um, just getting to this now. But our great friend Eric Person, who's been on the show many times, his spectacular big band is playing Wednesday, day after tomorrow, at Dizzy's um, at the Time Warner Center at 60th and Broadway. And you can find out more at uh, jazz.org slash dizzies or ericperson.com. Or you can call them there at 212-258-9595. Craig, thank you so much for bringing these unbelievable, totally believable, fantastic, marvelous stories and your experiences and your love and spirit it's just uh my heart is full thank you thank you for them 40 year old recordings <laughs> that i haven't heard in 40 years that's that's interesting you heard that 40 years ago youngies <laughs> for the youngins over that's 40 years ago i can't believe it thanks mitch you are listening to wkcr fm new york and w